You know what? You should give yourself a round of applause. And I mean it. Every day, you're making progress on your little goals and objective. And that's a tough task. Plus, you're achieving this during the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. While the world is slowly easing lockdown regulations to get the economy running again, we cannot ignore the fact that 2020 has changed the world system entirely and nobody could have anticipated this. COVID-19 has brought with it new level of crisis and uncertainty. Not only are we seeing the loss of life and ill health, the worldwide effort to slow down the spread of COVID-19 is having devastating effects on the economies, local families, local communities, families and businesses. There's no doubt that crisis creates problems, lots of them. There's no doubt that this crisis brought fear and worry. Being worried is a normal reaction to crisis situations. It's okay to be concerned and even have fear. However, in these uncertain times, it's, it's important to find ways to stay grounded for your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. As Albert Einstein famously said, quote, in the midst of every crisis lies great opportunity, end quote. So let's figure out what the future would look like after this crisis and what you have to do in order to be among those who can comfortably weather the storm in future unforeseen events. Welcome to Making Sense of It podcast, a show that discusses subject matters that we seldom talk about and yet is crucial to our lives and our careers. I'm your host, Buhake Sindi, an enterprise software architect, developer, DevOps engineer, and enterprise Java specialist. And in this episode, we will explore on the topic of rising above uncertainty, year 2020 and beyond. But first, I would love to engage with you as I believe that we are a community and this platform is for us. A community where we can help each other in various topics that we feel is worthy of discussion, exploration, learning, growing and even sharing. Thus, I've created various online channels where we can make this all possible. On Facebook, you can like our Facebook page called Making Sense of It Podcast. On Twitter, you can follow the handle at underscore making sense of underscore if you want a personal engagement with me email works too the email address is making sense of podcast one word no spaces at gmail.com i repeat making sense of podcast at gmail.com before we begin please note that i'm not the medical expert in any field or any kind whatsoever it's always to seek professional help and advice if you're undergoing mental breakdown, stress, or any health-related issues, especially during this global pandemic, and prayers to you for your speedy and healthy recovery. Also, take what I say here as a consideration and not as an absolute solution to the problem. Always seek professional advice when tackling or seeking for solutions in any problems that you're facing. 
Now that we have the introductions out of the way, let's get back to the show and answer these questions. So, the future. What would it look like? And what can we expect? Before COVID-19 halted our programs, albeit for a moment, the world heavily revolved and relied on technology and more innovation was in the works. From 2016 in Davos until the global pandemic that happened in 2020, we heard of various popular technological buzzwords that were already making people worried about the future. These popular buzzwords were fourth industrial revolution, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and politicians' favorite famous words, digital transformation. Those are big buzzwords. So let me simplify it for you in a way that you can understand. Throughout history, people have always been dependent on technology. Of course, the technology of each era might not have had the same shape and size as of today. But for their time, it was certainly something for people to look at. People will always use technology they had available to help them make their lives easier and at the same time try to perfect it and bring it to the next level. This is how the concept of industrial revolution began. Right now, we are going through the fourth industrial revolution, aka Industry 4.0. Let's look back on the three previous industrial revolutions leading us to today. The first industrial revolution started at the end of the 18th century to the beginning of the 19th century. This was the mechanization era. Things moved from agriculture to iron and textile industries. Advancement on the water wheel and the steam engine created new types of energy that helped speed up railroads, hence the heavy reliance on coal extraction. The second industrial revolution took place between 1870 and 1914, just before World War I. Not only that the previous industry from the first industrial revolution grew, but newer industries were formed out of this, oil, gas, and electricity. The result of this revolution was the creation of the internal combustion engine that started to reach its full potential. Other important points of the second industrial revolution was the major development for light bulbs, phonograph, steel demand, chemical synthesis, and other methods of communication, such as the telegraph and the telephone. The third industrial revolution started from the late 1950s to the late 1970s. It is known as the digital revolution, as it refers to the advancement of techno technology from mechanical devices and analog technology to digital technology. This brought forth the rise of electronics, telecommunication, and of course, computers. In the later half of the 20th century, the digital revolution marked the beginning of the information age. Now, with the internet at everybody's disposal and the world being fully connected, the fourth industrial revolution is shaping the world today. The fourth industrial revolution is marked by emerging technology breakthroughs in a number of fields, including artificial intelligence, blockchain, quantum computing, virtual reality, biotechnology, nanotechnology, 3D printing, robotics, Internet of Things, and autonomous vehicles. The biggest impact of 4IR 
is to make humans more productive, improve quality of life, reduce inequality of the world's population, and raise income level. Forgive me for mispronouncing his name, but Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, the WEF, and the author of the book titled The Fourth Industrial Revolution, wrote on his 2016 article stating, and I quote, the technological innovation during 4IR will also lead to supply-side miracle with long-term gains in efficiency and productivity. Transportation and communication costs will drop, logistics and global supply chain will become more effective, and the cost of trade will diminish, all of which will open new markets and drive economic growth, end quote. With all the opportunities the 4IR presents, there are further challenges that it presents. Schwab also suggested that the revolution could lead to greater inequality, particularly in its potential to disrupt labor markets. Furthermore, the job market may become increasingly segregated into low-skill, low-pay, and high-skill, high-pay roles, which could escalate social tensions. According to Schwab, the changes are so profound that from the perspective of human history, there has never been a time of greater promise or potential peril. And now COVID-19 brought disruption, fear, grief, and uncertainty to the world. We as consumers across the world are legitimately worried about the current state as well as the future. We worried about getting care for non-COVID-19 chronic conditions, we worried about how to keep our jobs, and those that have lost their jobs are trying to find a way to support themselves and their families. We are worried about the wellness and health for ourselves, our kids, and our aging parents. We are worried for the caregivers who are working on the front lines trying to save our lives. COVID-19 has also exposed the crisis and problems that we have created, and as we embrace our new normal, and come to grips with the ascended realities during this time, it's important to remember this health crisis won't last forever. The future of the world and fabric of our societies will change. One fact about us as humans is that we are innovative bunch and we will adapt. We will embrace the new modes of working. We will reprioritize how and where we spend our time. We will learn new skills, and we will learn to connect with each other in a new, equally meaningful way. 4IR is inevitable, and COVID-19 gave the world a go-ahead to accelerate the revolution. Barbara Crocran, the only female in Shock Tech USA, tweeted, Things will never go back to normal, but there will be a new normal filled with great opportunity. In this new world, one cannot sit back in the laurels waiting for someone to make their future happen. It's not that time that one should work on reshaping him or herself. So what steps and measures do you have to take to ensure that you rise above this time of uncertainty and strive in a new world? Let's break it down. According to Oxford Insights, AI technologies are forecast to add 15 trillion US dollars to the global economy by 2030. For industry leaders like Amazon, Uber and Bookings.com, 
AI is fundamental element for their marketing strategy. Customer experiences will be driven entirely by AI in the near future. There's no doubt that AI technologies will change how we see and how we interact with brand too. Which brings me to my first point. Working on being a personal brand. In the age of artificial intelligence, machines will be faster than us. They will analyze and process much more information than we ever can, and they will produce better quality solutions than we can ever anticipate. So how do you compete with such machines? How do you compete with all other people looking at the same job as you are? The answer is quite simple. The answer lies in understanding what's special about you and how you can bring value to your company and its customers. In other words, your success in developing your career management strategy will require that you're constantly working on being, growing and adapting your personal brand. Ever notice that we are all gravitated to work with or for a particular company because of the brand it represents? That's because there is power in a brand and in branding. Even pick and pay's no-name brand is a brand in itself. Your personal brand is the difference between having a long, illustrious career or never be discovered at all. Building an amazing personal brand with a recognizable reputation doesn't happen overnight, but it's critical to your success. It takes time to figure out how you reach your audience in the most effective possible way. Ultimately, your personal brand must be a strategic objective and a process to stand out amongst your peers by identifying your unique value proposition, articulating it through a consistent message, and then delivering it across multiple media platforms, essentially answering this question. What makes you different and why should people care? A simple term, personal brand is what people say to others about you when you're simply not around. You don't have to be a celebrity or represent a political party. In fact, your personal brand is what makes you stand out. Personal branding is about being you being authentic not going out of your way to convey an image of what you think people want to see and hear about you your personal brand image should have four key elements identify your niche aka who you are choosing personal attributes and characteristics that define how you want to be perceived i.e. what do you stand for, defining and selecting the technical skills you wish to highlight, i.e. what values do you possess, and finally, conveying what makes you different from your peers. In essence, these four elements can be summarized in one or two sentences to form an identity that you can easily sell yourself to your audience. Note that building your brand image is an ongoing process, that needs to be adjusted as your environment changes. Now that you have figured out your brand position, it's time to work on your brand equity. Brand equity is basically the influence you have on your consumer's buying power. In the workplace, how strong is your reputation 
that it can influence or sway the decision-making process of your peers and your superiors. The stronger your personal brand, the more powerful your personal branding becomes. So, how do you develop your brand equity? This leads me to my second point. Build a solid and compelling brand online. Let's face it, gents. In this new normal, if you don't have an online present, don't even bother asking a woman out on a date. If she can't find your social media profile for her to scrutinize at her own leisure, if she can't find your social media profile for her to scrutinize at her own leisure, you consider that someone with a hidden agenda or past, and chances are you will be ghosted or blocked. The same principle applies when building an online presence. Most brands nowadays are being recognized purely from various social media platforms alone. Famous example being Tesla, even though they don't sell a single electric vehicle in South Africa. Social media platform recommends like-minded individuals and brands that suit your brand image through the aid of artificial intelligence and other machine learning tools. Now that artificial intelligence is learning to become more and more human, your digital online presence is more crucial than ever. AI recommendation images will be heavily used in various industries to recommend people with good value add. So brand visibility is essential in this case. To put it to perspective, people follow branded individuals and businesses because of the value and purpose it represents, and some become loyal to those brands. In today's world, more and more people follow and take advice from brands that they do their families and friends. National Geographic, for example, has the most Instagram followers. It's even bigger than Nike. In terms of followers, that should tell you something. Creating an online presence is the way to put your name out there in the world. Build brand building opportunities, establish connections amongst professionals, contribute to insightful topics, create a communication channel between you and your audience, as well as to stay relevant. I would recommend having a visible online social media presence. Treat them as a business social media account. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a platform that allows you to meet people, build relationships, and share content. This is the world's largest professional network with more than 645 million users in more than 200 countries and territories worldwide. And it provides visibility amongst professional, business people, and journalists by creating your online portfolio, essentially marketing yourself to your audience. Other platforms may include Facebook, a Twitter account to actually promote your brand, and an Instagram business account. Also, having an online presence doesn't necessarily mean that you have to always post something on your social media to show to others that you are alive and well. Social media presence allows you to form a communication channel to advertise your brand through valuable content, which brings me to my third point. Create a knowledge-sharing platform. One way to build your brand awareness and reputation, thus increasing your brand equity, is to create a platform of knowledge-sharing. As you grow in your career, documenting what you've learned not only builds your reputation, it also provides other professionals to strengthen your thoughts and it creates value for you 
and your audience. Platforms to consider for knowledge sharing may include YouTube, which is the second search engine after Google Search, podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify are the most infamous ones, blogging platforms such as LinkedIn Publishing, Blogger, Medium, WordPress, or your own personal blogging sites. And also, one additional, do talks. This not only gets your brand out there, but it also puts your face to the brand name. My fourth point that I want to highlight is this. Incorporating social responsibility into your brand. Let's face it, we're more likely to support brands that do the right thing from helping those in need in tackling issues that will make the world a better place. Social responsibility is no longer seen as an expectation, but a demand or requirement from all stakeholders. Thus, adding social responsibility to your brand has its benefits and it increases your brand equity and value. It also helps humanize your brand by linking it to important issues, making it easier to gain community support. The world has its many challenges and problems, be it climate change, political unrest, war, famine, the injustices among people of color, crime against humanity, gender-based violence, as well as an incurable pandemic that we're currently grappling with. It's more evident than ever that every human being has the ability to impact change on the world and the planet for the better if we want to live a future that our future generations can live in. Technology, once again, is in the forefront to impact such a change. We are now seeing the influx of companies globally heavily investing and researching on various technologies for such purposes. Though it poses its challenges, humans are optimists and hope to feel the sense of discovery in solving tougher problems no matter how long it takes. Even if you not take savvy as a brand, with an online presence. Your online platform has power and influence to instill and affect thoughts that might impact social change. This has been evident in the Black Lives Matter as well as the Me Too movement. Our smartphones are our everyday tool and weapon not only to build a brand but to also use it for social good. If your brand cannot connect to your audience in a human level, you will be considered as another capitalist person. My final thought. Warren Buffett once said, and I quote, It takes 20 years to build a reputation and 5 minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. End quote. Warren is right. The bad always overshadows the good that you have done. It takes seconds to destroy something that it took years to build. So, your brand should be consistent. Coca-Cola has existed for over a century and the brand message and advertising has always been consistent. There's nothing wrong to rebrand yourself. What matters is that your audience can see and follow your journey as you grow your brand. With great power comes great responsibility. A good brand reputation stands to gain the trust and loyalty of the audience in the long run. In the event of accidents, 
Your audience could be sympathetic and may even help defend you from public criticisms. As it is harder to gain a good reputation than to lose one, managing reputation is key to your success. So make sure you measure your reputation to mitigate the risk of losing it. Thank you for listening. I'm not a personal branding expert. These are my experiences that I thought that I could add, that I hope it could benefit somebody who might as well find this beneficial. Until the next episode, thank you for listening and God bless.